Game for Thought Podcast. Reflections on ethics and gaming. With Ruth and Robin. Hello everyone, welcome to the Game for Thought Podcast, number two of the new season. I'm Robin. I'm Ruth. And today we, sponsored and powered by <laughs> Digital Arts and Entertainment and Quindo, are going to be talking about probably one of the most difficult uh, subjects of the well, the entire year, um, which is the metaverse. Yes. But before we dive in to this completely weird topic that I'm sure a lot of people haven't even heard about, what are you playing? <laughs> what have you been playing this week? Um, you know the answer because I've told you, but I bought, start with the first thing, I bought an Xbox Series S. Mm-hmm. Woo! It comes with Game Pass. And Game Pass has Final Fantasy X on it. So I have been playing Final Fantasy X. So for all the listeners, is Final it. Fantasy X a good game to be playing? <laughs> I I think so, yeah. I'm very much... In, I'm, uh, I think between 10 and 12 hours in yep. now. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. It's starting to click. Like the sphere grid is clicking. The battle system is clicking. Everything is starting to click. Is the story starting to make sense? <laughs> No, <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> I, re- I remember. Game. <laughs> I think I remember playing that game when I was like, I don't know. I want to say fourteen, but yeah. could have been twelve, something yeah. like that. And uh, I didn't understand anything. I, th- my biggest question is why is Waka's weapon a blitzball and why does it work? Because <laughs> why get, does it work against get, monsters? We're gonna get deep into the lore here because Waka is a very good blitzball player. He kicks really Except hard. He throws the ball really hard, <laughs> and he's just magical. Except Titus is the professional yeah, blitzball but, player. Yeah, okay, but Waka has the power of friendship, okay, and we know that okay. the strongest magic is the power. That's of what I learned from My Little Pony. The strongest magic is the power of friendship, and that's why it works. Okay. That's how I explain everything in games that I do not understand. Okay. But yeah, I am very much enjoying it. Also, I don't know how you say the main character's name. I say Titus. Uh, there's a whole debate about what's what, what else should it be called? Because T- from Titus is also an option, apparently. But I want to say Titus. Yeah, let's not be weird about it. It's Titus. <laughs> there we go. There's a, like, apparently in Kingdom Hearts, it's Titus, they say. Which is why a lot of people think that's the right way to say it. But I say yeah. Titus because of his ties haha, to uh, water in the game. It's so just a, it makes w- sense a way to more me. natural <laughs> pronunciation of that name. I don't... I, like, I just know there's a whole debate about it online, about how to say his name right. And I just don't listen to anyone. We're going we're gonna to have <laughs> listeners who right now are just raging behind. And then you have the, the part of the people who don't know what Final <laughs> Fantasy X is, who do not I'm understand so why we're discussing this. And um, for you, I would say play Final Fantasy X. It's a really good game. It's a really good game to start Even today. With. Even but today. also, like, if you know, don't know anything about Final Fantasy, it's a good game to start. I think I it's think. quite okay with the um, Final Fantasy-ness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite... It's quite calm still a little bit tame and what i like about it is that aside from the main character which i absolutely hate <laughs> um all the other characters are very well done my favorite so far is lulu i really like lulu she's a bit too 
edgy goth I for me, but I, I, I like uh, I like a woman with a bit of sass. So <laughs> Lulu Lopez can so much. Lulu definitely. Well, I'm I'm on the other end of the Yo, spectrum. Yuna? I like Aaron. Oh, no, oral, you, the, yeah. the absolute beast of a man. I, so you see Oron in the first cutscenes, yeah. and obviously I've played I've played Kingdom Hearts. So yeah. my first reaction was, "Hey, it's Oron from Kingdom Hearts." No. And my fiance was like, "Please, how dare stop you stop talking? How dare you insult the mystery guy at the beginning who's overpowered like you want?" Oh, believe. dude, he really is. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, my my fiance nearly kicked me out at that comment. So yeah. Welcome Sorry. to episode two. We're changing it to not the metaverse, but Final Fantasy X. A yeah, discussion we make on this pronunciation. Yeah, Final Fantasy podcast, really. Well, actually, point. actually, instead of making this a Final Fantasy podcast, there's one that I'm a bit more excited about because the word metaverse literally yes. comes in that game. <laughs> and I knew you were going to talk about it. Yeah, it's it's. Let's be very clear: <laughs> the metaverse we should be discussing oh. during this podcast is not the metaverse of the game. No, but no. I mean, it's a good game. So It's an extremely good... The game in question is Persona 5. Yes. And um, for all my beautiful weebs out there, it is absolutely one of the best games I have ever played. Same. Um, now, no, don't get, don't get me wrong. Normally, I don't like anime games. Like, or games that, that lean towards the anime tropes. I'll put it mm, like that. Because yeah. it's not an anime game per se, but it... It has those strong, the, yeah. strong has, anime vibes has to it. Some questionable tropes from anime as well, like the the teacher you can like romance and yeah, all that. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. I mean, half of the cast you can romance. So. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and of course you're playing a high school student yeah. who's just a little bit more special than yeah, the other high school students. Exactly. Of course, the um, the number one student has like all the power of God <laughs> and. <laughs> and whatever on their side to overturn There's everything in the school. There's also an animal sidekick. There's also an animal sidekick, which, Important. of course, in Japan, it has to be a cat. <laughs> yeah, yes. It's a cat. Aside from that, if that didn't turn you off already, <laughs> it's an amazingly well-written game. It really is. And what appealed to me most, what, what drew me in, uh, first and foremost, was the visual style Absolutely. of the game. It is one of the most gorgeous Absolutely. games I've ever seen. The UI design is on point <laughs> it really just yeah amazing for me it was my very first p persona game i never played a persona yeah. game before uh we have persona 4 golden now as well but i haven't had the time to check it out yet so see in this case i'm i like graphics i yeah. like good graphics and persona 4 golden even though for the time when it was released it was a good game mm. after playing five it i can't take not, a step yeah. back That's i can't fair. take a step back did you play royal yeah, yeah, of course I played Royal. I you played the original first. No, and then you gotta play no, the, but the I upgrade. It, no, but I played it when it came out. Like, as in, oh, I played the original okay. no, no, no. in 2016, yeah. and then I rebought Royal <laughs> and yeah. played Royal. <laughs> so um, I'm, I have it, I played it twice. Like, I played it more than twice because I have the the plat for both so the <laughs> so the royal one is is sort of what the, you would call the definitive yeah, edition exactly. all the bugs are out there yeah. everything that didn't work quality of life changes additional but what's content. cool about that is yeah. that it adds additional content and for mm. me it's kind of like that witcher principle where they release a dlc but it's an actual good quality yeah, dlc it's, it's not really a quick money good. grab royal isn't mm. also an add-on that you buy it's just a new game basically yeah. that you're buying 
And so. the thing I like about the DLC as well is that it's interwoven. Like, it's an extra part at the end, but it's interwoven so well in the first part as well. Like they the make they make efforts makes, to put it yeah, in the story. It makes yeah. sense that it's there all yeah. of a sudden. It doesn't really feel good. like an addition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's really good. I just like one of the best games I've ever played in general. Yeah. So the metaverse in Persona 5 is and this is going to give me a good intro towards what <laughs> what is the metaverse when we're talking about it in real life. Okay. But the metaverse in Persona 5 is kind of this shared subconsciousness between yes. humans. It's it's a whole metaphysical thing. It's a bit um philosophical in mm -hmm. nature as well. But of course the main characters in that game are able to go into the metaverse, are able to go into people's subconsciousness and somehow we're all linked to each other through that subconsciousness. Yeah. And what you do in there has ramifications in the real world, vice versa. People might not be the same person they are in the real mm -hmm. world than than they are in the metaverse. And yeah. while I say that the metaverse from Persona 5 isn't really the one we're talking about. The one about. we're going to be talking about. It kind of is in that way. It's just flipping the script instead yeah. of the metaverse. Um, instead of the metaverse existing. Oh, it's so difficult to explain. <laughs> how, how do I go about this? The metaverse in Persona 5 is more of a social psychological thing. Yes. Whereas the metaverse, if we would be talking about it, is more of a um, digital Mm -hmm. um artificial thing it's yeah. not a people thing whereas in persona 5 it's more of a people thing even yeah. though in both instances people would be involved yeah but, but i feel like the best way to distinct the two is that the metaverse we're talking about is artificially designed by humans whereas the metaverse in persona 5 is naturally created by subconsciously the designed by humans yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, the, that's a, a way better way to describe <laughs> uh, the difference between the two than than what I just tried. Um, Concise and to the point. There you go. Yeah. So so why don't you do that when I when I go off track? You just turn it into something that's actually of Under quality. Understandable. Yes, I, yeah. I'll try. Yeah. So aside from Persona Five, um, I just want to get into this before we dive into more of the metaverse. I have been playing. Pathfinder King, uh, not Kingmaker. Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. For Ooh. people who don't know what that is, <laughs> it's like a, is. <laughs> a tactical RPG mm -hmm. game. It's based off of the Pathfinder system, which is like an offshoot of Dungeons and Dragons. So mm -hmm. it's kind of it's got the classes, <laughs> it's got the customizability, and it's got story choices, which is something I love Aww. in games. Story choices that actually matter. You, Are you, you calling out Bioware right now? I am calling out <laughs> Bioware. Uh, even though, like, Bioware has been, has done historically a great job yeah. with, with story-driven games. Sometimes there need to be um, better consequences for mm -hmm. the choices that you yeah. make. Because that's the whole point. If yeah, you're exactly. offering choices, make them, make them impactful. Yeah. Make them matter. And Pathfinder, Wrath of the Righteous, which is also a monster of a game, by the way, just like <laughs> Persona 5, the choices matter. So for the people who are listening and know what I'm talking about, you know. You know. <laughs> Look, you just got me into Final Fantasy X. That's already a long-ass game. Please don't. You got to keep up. You got to keep up. It's hundreds of hours, Pathfinder, uh, Wrath of the Righteous, on top of the hundreds of hours of Persona. Um, we're, we we got to keep going. We got to keep going. See, we're spending hundreds of hours in these games 
kind of mm-hmm. getting um, drawn into that. And that, in a way, ties in to what a metaverse actually is. Yes. Now, the hard part about this podcast is going to be that a thing like a metaverse, it doesn't exist. Not yet. Right. Not yet. That's the whole point. Yes. And also defining it is quite hard because people are still figuring out what a metaverse could be, what it should be, what rules it should be bound by, if it should be bound. So we're sort of in this this speculative um, phase at the yeah. moment. The thing is, it is defined by Wikipedia. I went to go look it up, but it's a very long definition and it basically just takes apart meta and verse. And met- yeah. meta means... Uh, beyond and verse means universe so beyond the universe basically see but that to me <laughs> just turns it into this this weirdly philosophical thing and yeah. i don't think that's what it is right? they also call it a concept of a future iteration of the internet yeah see that's the one i'm i'm behind 100 yeah. so in the early days of the internet you start to get all these developments that are happening people didn't know what the internet was, nor what yeah. it should be, right? Mm-hmm. The internet grew organically uh, out of out of itself, really, out of the people interacting with it, out of what can we do, what shouldn't we do with the mm-hmm. internet. But it's not like people started with, okay, these are the rules for the internet, that's what yeah. it's going to do, um, that's what we're going to build. And yeah. that's why it's so hard to quantify or to, to turn the metaverse into a topic. Yeah. So the metaverse stated being the the next step the next evolution of the internet what do we have that's that's coming what's our future basically Mm -hmm. and they're sort of coining the term the metaverse now that's what that's what it is in a nutshell the next evolution but yeah what is that (laughs) what what can we think about that there's and why a, are we talking about this on a on a game podcast we're talking about this on a game podcast because epic games is the front runner like basically the one who's pushing this development and they're doing it through fortnite but also outside of fortnite they want to create the separate thing yeah but they're also in a way trying things out in fortnite mm-hmm. that might become part of the metaverse like the things like the concerts the online concerts now the black history month like the whole museum thing and the martin luther king speeches that you could like go to and see yeah yeah. um so they're basically they basically have their own sandbox of a metaverse right now like Mm -hmm. in form of a game and i think i mean i know epic games is investing in this and investigating this right now to take it outside of their game as well which is very interesting and facebook is also interested in it so yeah a lot of big companies are interested in because for me, that whole um, cyberpunk aesthetic where corporations are ruling the future instead <laughs> yeah. of countries, I am I am behind that. As mm-hmm. in, I don't necessarily approve of that, but it's that is probably, going to probably what's going to happen yeah. in the future is just corporations getting all this power. And I think a great deal of that can come from the metaverse. Mm-hmm. Because what Epic Games is trying to do or is experimenting with right now, because it's more that than actually trying to set up a metaverse at the moment, Mm -hmm. is also trying to see what will define a metaverse. What are the aspects that we need? I I got a bit of a list about what I think should be included in a metaverse to really call it a metaverse versus just an online platform. Because Mm -hmm. there's a big difference, right, between 
an online platform, which is something we have right now, which could be Fortnite, where yeah. you know people are logging in. They're not even necessarily playing the game. No. They're just talking to their friends. Or, as we saw recently, going to a concert yeah. online. Yeah, in this persistent online virtual world, virtual environment. Mm-hmm. Now I use the word persistent, but it's it's not really persistent, <laughs> right? That's that that would be for me the number one, uh, the the first thing that a metaverse should be. It should be a persistent thing, something that doesn't reset, that doesn't pause, that doesn't end. It just continues yeah. indefinitely. That's that's for me part of a metaverse. But Fortnite, right now, experimenting with those things. What can we do? We already have a concert in a video game yeah in a video game world where they also had events yeah. like the black hole was a whole thing which was also live that was like it broke the internet basically is yeah, what yeah. happened there it's them marking this is the end of a yeah. cycle and we're, we're reinventing uh what we're doing that's kind of yeah it's kind of a weird thing isn't it mm. I, I i think it's a weird thing and that's that's a ho- all of that experimentation phase. I think it's super fascinating. It is honestly. super fascinating. As much as, you know, some people probably look at Fortnite and are like, oh, I this look interesting at Fortnite, like, this is for children's kids. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I and I'm actually so. in the same same ballpark when it comes to that. I don't play Fortnite. Yeah. I, I get the appeal. Mm-hmm. I get the appeal. But I don't play it. What I do like is the way it's it's daring to experiment Absolutely. with things. Absolutely. Uh, it might be ridiculous to some people. But if we don't do those kinds of experimentations, you won't get there. We yeah. can't get to advancement. Exactly. So they're hosting a concert, and uh, quite a lot of people were in that concert. I think a hundred thousand. They or did something. multiple concerts. Yeah, they but that's th- that's the thing. Like that they there did was Marshmallow, Ariana Grande. I don't yeah. know what the last one. I think the last one was Ariana Grande, and I don't know how many players were there. Well, let's say ballpark figure. Mm. I, I'm not saying that's a correct figure, but it's a hundred thousand people, just yeah. a nice round number. Servers can't handle that. Mm. Yeah, in a game. So what they have is actually a thousand different instances of a thousand players, for example, or, yeah. or of a bunch of players. So they're in their own little micro servers, Bubble. micro bubbles, yeah. actually all experiencing the same thing at the same time, and it gives the impression of all being there together. That's what's been going on there Mm -hmm. that's the experiment so far when we want a metaverse we're gonna need a place where everybody can be together at the same time you know synchronous live um no limitations when it comes to the amount of people so that's the next hurdle and that's just a technological hurdle right um that's the next step of what we would need to create this metaverse world out there this next step this evolution of the internet mm-hmm. how do we get there that's a hard one right <laughs> it's 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 both super simple to understand how we could get there and and super hard to actually do it's just upgrading what we can do with servers as soon as we have a server that's capable of running the entire planet we're there yeah. and we have that that's done everybody the internet is kind of like that people think right but the internet is actually just a bunch of instances talking to each other just private instances that are communicating with each other what we're talking about is a place where everybody's at the same time connected at the same time yeah kind of like the real world yeah yeah so what i've read about so i've read articles about what they want the metaverse to be able to do and it's like for example 
just to make it concrete, um, test a car. As in, instead of going to the garage and testing your new car mm-hmm. there, you s- you're at home and you're testing your car in the metaverse. As in, you go in there, you see the car, you get to drive it, you get to have the feeling of driving it, but you're never actually at the garage driving that car. But you do get that exact feel. You get feel. that exact yeah. feeling and that exact yeah. experience. And I think that's a really good example of what the metaverse wants to be. If it will get like when it will get there, how it will get there, I don't know. But the metaverse once. would probably basically be a carbon copy of the world, yeah, as we know it, as we experience it, but in from home digital medium, yeah. in an online medium, and of course that eliminates any boundaries that we have in real life. Anything Absolutely. that we can do, like like magic, for example, <laughs> we can suddenly do. That's that's the. The craziness, that's that's the scope of what a metaverse is actually trying yeah. to get to, which which makes it super fascinating. Because maybe we're still going to be alive at a time where we have this thing where there's just no limitations to what you can do. Super cool. Of course, still need to eat. You still need to sleep. Absolutely. You need a way to access this metaverse. How do you do that? How do you do that in a non-obtrusive way? Yeah. These are all aspects that we have to take into account when we're talking about a metaverse it's so difficult <laughs> it's it's so it's so, it's so difficult hard. because it's a concept and it's it so difficult because it it's a concept exist. it doesn't yeah. exist yet yeah. so it's hard to talk about it's hard to imagine it's just difficult but everyone wants it <laughs> so everyone <laughs> wants it so we we made it very hard on ourselves to take this as a as a topic yeah. as a concept to uh talk about during a podcast <laughs> Because it doesn't exist yet and everybody's just speculating <laughs> on, on what it could be. So there's no real conclusiveness that we can no. we can offer. We can just speculate. Speculate. And I just think it's such a an impressive topic that isn't being talked about more. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is literally the future. The next step yeah. in our evolution as a exactly. as a society, as a world. Basically. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I talked about it because we're doing this episode. I talked about it with some friends and they all were like, what's the metaverse? And then I had to explain that Facebook was in the news and all that. And it started with that. And then suddenly it was at the forefront because Facebook talked about it. Yeah. And yeah. then it was suddenly very, very important. So, yeah. But is it the future for gaming? Well, like, that is. The, my question is, is there going to be a need for gaming? If you have something like that. So so keep in mind that suddenly, for example, <laughs> you create an avatar. Yeah. You go into this world. Yes. Yeah, it's you. Yes. It's all your friends. It's whoever you need it to be. And because there are no limitations to what is out there, you can potentially just walk into the Witcher world. Yes. From but a door. you will still, like, for me, for example, I enjoy experiencing those stories. And yeah. I would still need someone... To write those stories for me. Yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely. <laughs> but what I'm what I'm trying to say is that the the way we play games will totally change. Will totally change yes. the fact that we still have a need for games. Yeah, okay. Maybe maybe I jumped the gun with with asking, mm. do we still need games? We don't need games at that point anymore. The way we have games right now. Yes. And I'm wondering how much our games going to bleed over 
into this metaverse world. Are there going to be <laughs> there rules? There are going to be DLC packs by EA. <laughs> to Abs- buy. <laughs> uh, there's always going to be loot boxes. Yeah. No, I was more thinking of like the Sims The packs. cosmetics, yeah. yeah, for your for your digital your, house, your digital hair and all that. Yeah. But of course, why not? <laughs> right? You're gonna be you're gonna be talking to people from across the world, and yeah. normally, right now, we can Skype, we can do all of those things. But in that one, you can actually walk around, and yeah, of course, you're sure. gonna want to create your own. Living space, your own little house, mansion, private (laughs) island. It doesn't matter. You're not limited by anything (laughs) to invite people on. Absolutely. I see a potential for great coolness and great villainy (laughs) as well. (laughs) You can can have people arrive on your horror cannibal island where it's just a nightmare slog to get out of. Which brings us to the fact, are we going to need rules? We're going to need a metaverse police. Yeah. Because if there's crime in here, I'm sure there'll be crime in the metaverse. Welcome in my cyberpunk dystopia, (laughs) where people are monitoring everything and where the police are just very experienced hackers or um, like intelligence agents. You know, you say that, but I recently, like Friday, I think, watched Free Guy. Yeah, and I haven't seen it exactly yet. Exactly what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I no, don't, don't spoil I'm it. I'm not going to spoil okay. it. It's not a spoiler. It's All right. just the setup of the world. But mm-hmm. there's like the end. One of the NPCs evolves beyond his code. Is basically right. what happens. So he's in a game. Doesn't realize he's in a game. Um, and there's players in there as well, obviously. And the AI is going outside of his route. So he's doing things he's not supposed to be doing. Normally he's supposed to go to the bank and work there every day. You know, that's he's not doing that. And obviously then there's people who work at the company of the game going in the game as cops to stop him. <laughs> and because you say that, I was like, it's exactly the same. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen, probably. A, so, so what you're saying is a, a rogue program basically, within a yeah, simulated world. Basically, yeah, but he's very world. nice. He's what, a nice rogue program. What other, what other game, uh, no, what other um, movie does that remind me of, you think? The Matrix. Yeah, of course. I haven't seen The Matrix. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm not allowed to curse on this podcast, but I came I know, very close right now. I know, I know. Especially with the new trailer that came out. I'm just yeah, like, I really... You should definitely I've see The Matrix. Re- Everybody listening to this, watch at least the first Matrix. Yeah, you got to know what that's my about. My fiancé said, just watch the first one. The other two are not that great but at least watch the first yeah it's heresy (laughs) not to have seen the first one yeah yeah so in the matrix (laughs) you basically have a program that's set to police the virtual well the simulated world that Mm -hmm. everybody's living in which in the movie is our world we're actually all living in in the dream state uh in in the simulate we're living in the simulation okay but for us all of this is real we don't know how would we know how mm-hmm. so then but then there's also people existing outside of the simulation who pull people out who try to rescue uh people from the simulation and we're basically all being used as batteries for machines <laughs> the machines have in our real world the machines have taken over they've advanced to such a point that they're using humans for um as batteries instead of us using robots as our uh, yeah. tools of convenience okay. and to keep humans nice and docile in their little cryo sleep pods they plug them into the matrix, the simulation, okay. where they all live, work happily, yeah. happily, unknowingly. Yeah. yeah, 
But then, of course, there's programs in the simulation who manifest as people, as things, as, as objects, who regulate in there. And the whole point of the Matrix is that one, well, the whole point, the coolest point <laughs> of the Matrix is that one of those programs gets infected with a virus and actually turns rogue, turns yeah. against the system. Okay. It sounds very interesting. <laughs> as it's pretty much the metaverse as we're speaking. It just flipped. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's saying that we already live in the metaverse right now. Yeah. Because that's what a metaverse should be. It should be a place where right now we're talking about, oh, but you live in the real world. Mm -hmm. Not You play online games for so much, but eventually you have to return back to yeah. the real world. At a certain point, the evolution is going to be that it's equal to each other. Right. Yes, yeah. you have the real world, but you also have the online world. And being in the online world is going to be as important as being in the real world. We kind of already have that a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Where our jobs are more demanding of us, of staying online, yeah, staying, staying connected, connected. Uh, yeah. and all of that. So that's probably the evolution is going to take in the future. Okay. Scary. It sounds scary and daunting, but also cool at the same time. <laughs> every Every piece of technology every evolution has been labeled as scary you know uh, yeah, in the know. beginning of the internet people were like oh this is unacceptable you can't have this the, all of mm. this uncontrolled things going on on there you you can't see what people are doing people can't be held accountable anymore and yet still here we are several decades later and we found a way to do just that we found a way to keep people accountable to keep and and society isn't collapsing well depending on who you ask. But <laughs> the, the normal structure of our society isn't collapsing. And that's what we're going to see with the metaverse as well, in my opinion. Nice. Bringing, bringing games into that, of course, is going to be very interesting because here in the real world, for example, we dress a certain way. And depending on where you are, that might be acceptable, that might not be acceptable. The way yeah. you dress, uh, we also expect if you're doing a professional thing to dress a certain way, to act a certain way. We're going to have the same thing in the metaverse, only there we're not bound by, once again, any limitations. So you want to fly around and on devil wings through <laughs> the city uh, before stopping by the office and turning off your devil wing skin and putting on the suit skin, so to speak. Yeah, that's, that's, those are things we're going to see. The question is going to be, how expensive is it to be able to fly? And to <laughs> be able to do... That's your biggest question? <laughs> My big question is, when big corporations are getting involved with this, which they will be, which they need mm -hmm. to do, by the way, we need corporations to bring their stuff to this online platform as well, or we don't have a persistent world where that actually feels like a world. When that happens, what is the price of things going to be? That's a good question. Because in and of its essence, most of the things, most of the things you wear, for example, ha l a, a nice suit in a game is is an equal amount of effort as a non-nice looking suit, yeah. right? Uh, you know, in real world, we have to take shipping, fabrics, all of that into account. You don't need to do that. Of course, mm -hmm. there's still labor that goes into the creation of that, but costs for things will will become so weird will become mm -hmm. so fluid and i think it's more experiences that you can't have in the real world those are going to be costing expensive. money yeah. Yeah, yeah those are that's that's where the profit is going to be like flying i think is something a lot of people mm. teleporting teleporting is going to be yeah it's going to be awesome and that's i think teleporting is actually going to be one of the more mundane things <laughs> that you can do because 
you can already log into a website from yeah, the other anywhere. side of the world. Yeah. You can already look at yeah, Google but Maps yourself. somewhere else. Going to the other side of the world in the metaverse, I think, is something that might be. Yeah, but what's the what's the physical correct characteristics of the other side of the world? Does yeah. it look like the way it looks in the real world? That's a good question. Yeah, it probably won't, right? Mm. We're we're probably gonna have a oh, bunch Australia of right next to us things <laughs> together that don't even make sense that mm-hmm. that can't make sense uh, in the real world, and that's that. There's also gonna be. Not a, um, I think, solid structure to the way our metaverse cities are built. It doesn't need to have a solid structure, right? Like from one day to the other, your house could be next to mine in the metaverse. Uh, yeah, like but that. does it really matter if your house is not? Because I can just <laughs> teleport, teleport yeah, to your exactly. house. None of that matters, right? Yeah. There's yeah, there's yeah. so the 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 options are so mind-bogglingly insane that it's fun to think about it's fun to think about it's fun to think about absolutely now keeping in mind what isn't a metaverse a virtual world isn't a metaverse Mm. we already have virtual worlds we already Mm. have ai driven characters who look and feel intelligent uh, who do all of that things that's not a metaverse um something also, just a virtual space, something you can put things or, or like that. Mm. It's also not a metaverse. Virtual reality is also a word you hear a lot. It's mm. also not a metaverse. All of these things in and of itself aren't metaverses. Yeah. yeah. Um, people, I hear people when they, when they do know what a metaverse is or have an inkling of what it is and they talk about it, they're like, yeah, you need a, a currency. You need some way to exchange goods in this metaverse. Uh, mm. In another way, um, a lot of games have already done that, where you use real-life currency to buy in-game currency to then buy the things you want in that little pocket existence of the yeah. game, for example, in that online uh, aspect of it. You're going to need that for a metaverse as well. But in and of itself, a digital and virtual economy isn't a metaverse in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It's a necessary aspect. Metaverse also isn't a game. That's that's something a lot of people yeah. think as well, that it it's just a game. It's not a new app store either where you just go and you you purchase whatever you want. So it's the the reason I'm saying that is it's all of those things at the same time, but it's not individually those things. And yeah. that's where our problem is right now. We don't have a way to bring all of that together yet. We have a way to bring some of them together, but not yet. Almost. Almost, almost. Think step one, if we need this, we're going to need to get the infrastructure yeah. in place. Yeah, an infrastructure is something that can happen all the time, that can take up billions of people at the same time to be there in a persistent, non-crashing, non, non-pausing, non-servered, non-instanced mm. uh, world. That's going to be step number one to getting a, a true uh, metaverse out there. And then here's, for me, that's just a technological revolution. Here Mm -hmm. for me is the number one biggest thing that's stopping us from having a metaverse right now, right? Or that I think is going to be the biggest hurdle to get a metaverse. Yeah. Right now, all the little bubbles of online existence that we have, like the Facebook network, the Google uh, sphere, so to speak. Yeah, these are all kind of, proto metaverses kind of mm. test test areas 
they work according to their own uh, standards and protocols. You know, they have their their own things going on. Um, we have, for example, files that that work across different media, like JPEGs or PNGs or all of that. You know, yeah. I know it's a weird it's a weird <laughs> thing I'm bringing into that, but all of those are different, right? Because that company might use that, that company created their own this, and that they created their own that. If we have a metaverse, it all has to work together. It all has to work yeah. together. And that's the big thing. And not only does it all have to work together, all of the companies that get involved all have to adopt that as well as their mm. currency or as yeah. their way of, as their standards and protocols, which is mm. what it's called when we're using it on the internet. So that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you mean because if the first person who, who gets there probably gets to decide. And then there's probably going to be a lot of money involved mm -hmm. in spreading mm -hmm. that to other companies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's that's the, the big problem. It's kind of like um, what you can see with Netflix, right? We're bringing all the movies together. We're bringing all the sh series together. This is just a platform where you can access all of them. Also, in and of itself, a little bit of a proto-metaverse. Mm. It has aspects of a metaverse to it. And what are we seeing now? Disney, Disney Plus. Plus, all of the Prime yeah. Video, all of HBO these things. Max. HBO Max. Yeah. They all want a piece of the pie. They think they can all do it better. And here we are, stuck <laughs> once again with fragmentation. The one thing that made Netflix a really cool concept in the beginning. Mm. I'm not to talk against Netflix, but I personally prefer Disney Plus. <laughs> oh, I disagree so hard. <laughs> It's uh, it's Netflix all the way for me. I have both still. Uh, and I have probably Netflix and Prime. That's, I don't have that's Prime. What I, do. I don't have Prime. I ha we have Netflix and Disney Plus. Yeah. And I really prefer Disney Plus. Disney Plus doesn't have enough for me. <coughs> for me, it really does because I'm very much into Marvel, and mm. Marvel has a whole lot bringing out on Disney Plus, and it's yeah. why I got it, and it's why I'm keeping it as well, and it's. Really good. And Star Wars Visions. If you haven't watched Star Wars Visions, please do. It's a short series animated by... Each episode is animated by a different anime studio, a Japanese anime studio. And they're standalone stories. And it is mind-blowingly good. Okay, <laughs> like, I, I haven't seen that yet. It's, yeah. It came out a couple of weeks ago. And it's so good. Like so good <laughs> i cannot uh, now i'm gonna have to reactivate disney plus <laughs> i cannot tell you how good it is especially if you if you're like oh i'll use a trial period just watch the first episode alone my my problem with disney plus is i had it for a little bit mm. watched everything and it just <laughs> doesn't have enough it does it i don't know if you had it when it added star to it with adult shows and all probably that probably not i think there's a lot of adult shows on the uh, adult shows, I say, like not kids shows mm -hmm. uh, on it um, that I haven't seen yet. Like American Horror Stories on there. The X Files I is on there. American Horror Story. X Files is on there as well, yeah. and my parents are very enthusiastic <laughs> about that one. Um, so there's now like a lot of like The Walking Dead is on there, which is just weird to me. <laughs> like, watch you, you go on Disney Plus to watch The Walking Dead. That's okay. weird. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll. I'll give it another shot. You don't I'll, have uh, to. I'll but. try it. No, I'll try it again. I'll try it again. Because, you know. Also, Free Guy is on there as well. That's why I watched Free Guy. And and because I know Disney Plus does like this. Um, oh, but 
you got to pay to access our platform and then you're able to rent it out or something like that. Is Free Guy just uh, on no, there to Free be used? Free Guy is on there to be used. I know they do that with like movies that came out at the same time in the cinema and yeah. in Disney. I don't, I don't pay extra either. Look at all this free advertisement for I these don't. platforms on this podcast <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no i like black widow did that right it came out yeah. in theaters yeah. and on disney plus and then you had to pay like 30 euros or something it was way too quite much. high way too much yeah i don't do that either i just wait until right. it becomes free and free guy was just free yeah <laughs> so yeah it's in the name <laughs> advertisement for disney plus sorry you're not a fan. Free, free advertisement for, for all of those platforms. For all of the games be we've been fair. talking about, all the platforms. <laughs> there you go. If you want to sponsor us, I mean... In defense of Netflix, I'm watching Squid Game. That's the one I'm watching right now. Yeah. So yeah. that's on Netflix. I, I still have to start that one. I'm I'm in my... I'm rewatching Where? Suits phase. Oh, I haven't seen Suits. Sorry. I think one of my favorite shows. Uh, there's ever. so much. I just there's there's too much yeah, out there. Yeah, I just and, and that's part of what I'm what I'm what I'm talking about here with all this choice. availability, yeah. all this choice. It's going to be really hard to find a way to not I don't mean standardize, but a way to bring all of that together mm. to make it work together. Yeah. Right? And the interesting part for me is that we're going to get a certain kind of metaverse that is trying that's probably going to fail at doing it mm. then we're going to get metaverse 2 <laughs> metaverse server 16 i, I yeah. don't know what it's going to be called like these all these giant conglomerates trying to create their own metaverses together this company working together with this country yeah. to create their own version of that country uh, where you can so those are all things we're going to have to push through mm. just like we had with the internet the internet needed to learn uh, how to get to where it is right now. It's still evolving constantly. Yeah. And you're going to get that with the metaverse as well. But even if we figure out how to do all of that, there's still a final crucial component, in my opinion, to what's necessary to make it successful. Okay. It's the people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The people, the, the companies, the, the well. tiny companies, you know, mm. the tiny shops setting up on this, um, the people wanting to use the metaverse, the people seeing the advantages of the mm. metaverse, because we always think of the, the technical limitations of a metaverse, thinking, oh, no, you build it and the people will come, <laughs> right? No, I don't, I'm not so sure of that. You gotta, you gotta be able to actually give something positive yeah. to people so that they start using that. Absolutely. And a, and a way to easily access it. As and well. a way to easily access it. Yeah. I think that's very important as well. Because obviously, if you only can access it from like a super expensive thing, then not a lot of people <laughs> be there. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's th that's an important part of it as well, building it and making sure people have easy access. Yeah, the, it's it's such a cool concept. <laughs> the the whole meta the whole metaverse we can thing. Go I've, on I've kept forever. I've kept saying that for for a couple of times, but there's so much link to it that mm. we already have that we can already see. Like for example, um, if you look at the Mandalorian, the show, yes, right, and um, they do this in a lot of games as well. Most mm. games, by the way, most next gen games, so to speak, they use Unreal Engine, yes. which is also part of Epic Games' mm -hmm. um, store of things that they own, yeah? yes. part of their own little metaverse. Um, so 
Unreal Engine, for the people who don't know it, it's it's a game engine. It allows you to put things in there. You watch what you're creating in real time, so it doesn't take a long time to render out, which is normally something you have to wait until you can see the result of your actions. Right here, you put in a mountain, and you can immediately see interact with yeah. that mountain, see that mountain, see what that mountain looks like under these lighting conditions, all of that. So in games, this isn't new. In film, they're starting to introduce this. They're starting to see the potential. And what did they do in The Mandalorian? They just filmed everything in front of screens, so to speak. And in real time, the director could say, okay, we're going to put this environment in there. We're going to put this in there, the 17 mountains in the background. You could immediately see the result on camera, what's going on, what is it going to look like. And then the director could basically walk into that set and go, mm, that mountain over there, I need it to be a bit more to the right. Yeah, and they change it immediately. That sun, I need it to be a bit stronger. Yeah. That is unparalleled control. I didn't know that in the Mandalorian. Yeah, that's, yeah, really that's, cool. how they, that's how they made it, which is an impressive feat, which is sort of the next evolution uh, on, on the film side. That's really cool. I, did, on I creating genuinely things. didn't know that. And you would be able to do that in the metaverse as well. Mm, move the sun out of the way. But who if it's do in you give this power to? <laughs> everyone. Right? Who? Do, uh, yeah, everyone. Really? No, absolutely when, no. When <laughs> everyone gets all of the power and none of the repercussions, that always works really mm. well. Yeah. Right. So these are all things that need to be figured out, that need to be worked off. So we're definitely not there yet. We're <laughs> we're pre-infancy stages, even I would say. We got a couple of the elements, and now we're we're looking. We're kind of like small kids when they get these um, boxes that have shapes in them and they have to fit, <laughs> fit the correct right, shape yeah. in the hole. We're, we're like that, but we ain't figuring this out <laughs> yet. Yeah, We got some of the shapes. We got the shape-sized holes. We know what it should look like. <laughs> the triangle's still going in the circle Triangle right now. going in the circle. We don't know how this is going <laughs> to turn out. Yeah, That's us and the metaverse right now. Yeah, but we can still, you know, imagine it. Yeah, which, of course, shifts... The way we're going to be creating games in the future, if you keep in mind that that people can just enter it and can do a lot more on these games, yeah, that's a new way of making games. We already have games where you can do a lot of things, but mm. really being able to enter that world, it's like a, a constant VR state, so you to might, speak. You might get like games just m being made in real time by people entering the you know oh, what i mean yeah like, you, you might get um i mean this is a concept that's already out there but it's a lot cooler if you yeah, have it in a metaverse yeah, that there's yeah. one person who is the game master <laughs> yeah. and all of his friends oh here's our new evening activity you guys just step into the world i created yeah. for you and try to survive yeah dungeons and example. dragons but like but real, real with you yeah trying to run around that's not what i was talking about but that's also really cool what what were you talking I about i meant then? like say for example um i want to make a game so i start making my game and then for example you walk into the little area i'm making my game in and you're yeah. like oh i want this game to have this and this and this and you start also making my game and other people come in and they're like oh but i want this and this and this and they add to it and you'll basically have like a community created game it's kind of in, in a weird way that's kind of how games get made yeah i know <laughs> in reality. but if i like normal people will be a able lot to more do organic it because a lot yeah, yeah more yeah. organic but also a lot more accessible because you can just make it like yep, literally absolutely. it'll be a lot easier to do 
So non-developers, I was going to say normal people, <laughs> non-developers. The normal people. <laughs> the normal people. They get to just also make games. And then you can, like, it's kind of like a crowdfunding, but while making a game <laughs> all together. Yeah, I get that. It's this it's, huge combination yeah. of teamwork. Oh, that's such an idealistic view. It's, sorry. Because <laughs> you, just, you just know... And Someone pardon my French, people will start making dicks yeah. in your game. They're still building things. Um, you, you're going to need to block. Although. You're going to need to get a moderator. Oh, it's just, it's like getting your own Discord server when you got fans and, and it's just blowing up uh, like you don't believe. Let me live in my little fantasy, okay? You know what? That brings me to our AFK moment. This is something we didn't do last week. Yeah, we forgot. Last yeah, month. Yeah, last month. Um but that I want to start doing now. You tend to have a very positive outlook on things. I, do. I tend to have the exact opposite <laughs> um, on everything. So our AFK moment is kind of a little segment that I want to I wanna bring in here mm. um, where you talk about something that you really liked. Yes, about this month in gaming. And then I'll tell you what absolutely annoyed the <laughs> sh** out of me in the past couple of weeks. Okay, so mine changed last mi last minute because yesterday something big happened. Yesterday they announced the final fighter in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And it was literally my dream fight. <laughs> Sora from Kingdom Hearts is now in Super Smash Bros. Kicking ass with Cloud and Sephiroth. And I am so happy <laughs> as a non-super smash brothers player the trailer like wh why wasn't masterful. that character in there already um because there were a lot of issues because in all technicality disney has the rights to sora not square enix <laughs> so um a lot of people thought it was never going to happen because of that because sora is technically not owned by like entirely owned by Square Enix so they had to get Disney involved in trying to get him in so lots of people thought it was not like not gonna be Sora mm -hmm. that it was going to be Waluigi Waluigi was also one of the characters that was how is that character not in there already <laughs> how long has this game been out um Super Smash Bros Ultimate I think from 2017 18 it's the latest installment in the Super Smash Bros series it's been out for five years, and you're telling me <laughs> that something, that something like Waluigi isn't in there yet. No. What kind of crap have they been <laughs> filling that game with? What, uh, what excitement lot, can you still do? There's need? a lot of fire, fire Emblem characters in there. There's characters from Xenoblade Chronicles in there. Ah, there's yeah, those character. niche games that like 10 people played. <laughs> I mean, I'm one of those 10, but... Yeah, but Fire Emblem is very popular in Japan, though. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but... Like um, the Sora has been in high demand since Super Smash Bros. Four, so they do polls as well, like mm -hmm. which characters the community wants. And Sora has been demanded for ages. He's been one of the highest voted characters that people mm -hmm. wanted in Smash for ages, and people just thought it wasn't possible because Disney might be difficult about it. Um, so Disney would never <laughs> do that. I know, they right? They would never be difficult. Holy about moly! Something. But. Um, so now he, the trailer just genuinely made me cry. <laughs> it's, it's so pretty. It's so cool. And I thought it was never going to happen. And then you, the first thing you see is the keyblade, mm -hmm. and then the key hole opens and he, co Sora comes out of it. Yep. The music, the, the moment, the moment Simple and Clean started playing, I just was like, 
I'm I'm talking to a real fan here. I could, I'm, I, I'm not feeling anything. Like I'm dead inside oh, I, uh, when I it comes to I urge you to just watch the reveal trailer. It's so good. I've, and he has different skins. And obviously because, you know, Disney was like, okay, you can have Sora, but you can't have anyone else. Uh, Donald and Goofy are not in there. <laughs> They're not even yep. shown. Yeah, but there's, I don't know how well you know Kingdom Hearts. Have you played Kingdom Hearts? See, I know Kingdom Hearts by the fact that it exists and that oh, I've okay. seen gameplay of it, but I haven't played it. I know what's going on in the game, yeah. what the types of characters are, who's in there. Well, there's a stage. So every time a character gets introduced, a stage also gets introduced mm -hmm. that ties into the game. Uh, for Kingdom Hearts, it's Hollow Bastion, but that doesn't really matter. Um, but the background shows um, like this glass window and it changes. Like sometimes it's Sora, sometimes it's Riku, sometimes like depending on the match, like it just changes. And Sora's normal glass window in the games right. has Goofy and Donald in it. Mm -hmm. In the game, it does not. <laughs> like in, in not. Smash Bros, it does not because Disney was like, no. <laughs> you can have Sora, you can have nothing else. Nothing. <laughs> But what I'm taking away from this is that we still don't have Waluigi. Yes, we still don't have Waluigi. That's a disgrace. <laughs> hey. Lots of people were also hoping for Dante from Devil May Cry. Those people were a bit disappointed. Master Chief was also popular. Those are such weird <laughs> combinations to put into a game. Am I, I mean, the only one that doesn't understand a, what's going on a here? A fighting game where Mario is in, Kirby is in, yeah, yeah. Sonic is in, you know but what also I need? Sephiroth is in there. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> you know what I want in these kinds of games? I want the Grinch. <laughs> the Grinch from uh, Who Stole Christmas from yeah. Dr. Seuss. I just want that character to be in there stomping on everybody's childhood memories <laughs> of those beloved video game I want something utterly bizarre in there because... Piranha Plant is in there. What's that? The plant from Mario Bros. You know, the one that eats Yeah, people. okay. So the plant <laughs> is in there, but, but Waluigi, Waluigi is not. isn't it? Now, I'm not a Waluigi <laughs> fanboy, but... I feel Wario, like Wario my boy's getting disrespected <laughs> over here. Okay? Wario is not in there either. Of course not. <laughs> Why would you put in a popular character if you can put in a plant? That just wouldn't make sense. I'm sorry. What is this game? I'm sorry to share your dreams. Hey, it's perfect. It's got it's got me all fired up for what I'm hating on this week. Um, see, let's say one of the most powerful companies in the world mm -hmm. that has more money than any game studio out there yes. makes a game. They hype oh. it up for, for ages. Yes. They bring in the best talent from the industry. They try to create the new game that's, that's going to rock your world. <laughs> yes. They launch that game after rigorous beta testing, mm -hmm. too long beta testing even, but okay, you want to get the mistakes <laughs> out. And then the game doesn't f***ing launch. Yeah. That's that's what we got going on here. We got Amazon <laughs> releasing New World, uh, yes. which which I'm I'm planning on playing somewhere in the next several years when I'm finally allowed in because <laughs> now they got their their servers during launch crashed. There were too many people trying to play the game. Too yeah, many people that, that had to be in in waiting queues of over six hours. See, that doesn't fly with me. <laughs> I'm in the game industry. That doesn't work with me. You're not going to tell me that this is the first MMO that ever got created. <laughs> this is a problem that has plagued every MMO since launch. A problem with servers. Every, every hyped up thing has had that. 
and it just i cannot accept the fact <laughs> that you amazon did not put enough resources behind it to make sure that that wasn't an issue that ah, it, gets me, it gets me so angry <laughs> didn't amazon also like release a game they didn't market it release a game and then it didn't have enough players and they had to shut it down yeah because they didn't market it yeah like they don't have any money to market it. <laughs> yeah yeah and now they did the opposite they marketed it marketed it really well yeah they learned and from you still mistakes. can't play your game <laughs> It just, it boggles me because this is not a surprise. This shouldn't come to, like, I know what's going on behind the screens of mm. games, right? This isn't the game developer's fault. It's it's literally purely a server kind mm. of issue. It's not that the game isn't good. It's that yeah. their servers are, are not enough. Yeah. And if you hype your game up to that level, if you're Amazon's first big release on the MMO market... And you can't even support that. You're you're the richest company in the world. What the hell is going on? How did you not do your research on this? It's so funny to me how angry you are. About oh, it this. makes me so angry. <laughs> what what makes me angry about this is that is it hap it has happened to every single MMO. But at least they had the excuse of being smaller companies than mm. Amazon. <laughs> Amazon, who is literally trying to um, nuke tiny game companies into oblivion by entering the market with their vast resources can't mm. even do basic servers right <laughs> well that was the thing that got my blood boiling this week i guess we'll have to end on that note we'll have to end on a good old negative no. hate mail no. towards uh no let's remember sora's in smash i'm still gonna play that game don't get me wrong i'm, I'm waiting to play it that's that's how much of a sadomasochist i am i'm ready to play that game it's just that I oh, I can't be asked in these first couple weeks to, to yeah. even try to log in because I, d I don't want to... I've seen it happen to other people and I do not want to run into it. If I run into it, the moment I start playing it, my computer is flying through the window. That's the <laughs> that's level of rage I'm at right now. Okay. That's the level of excitement you can get here at the podcast. That's what we can end on. Okay, well things we have to say at the end of the podcast shout out to VA host and Quindo digital we, arts and entertainment that we can that we can do this that we get to do this um places you can find robin nowhere nowhere <laughs> find me in real life or in the metaverse uh you can find me on twitter at fairtheferry99 but you can also find game for thought on twitter now which is mm. actually it's actually also me but shh. Um, yeah <laughs> It's Game for Thought, and it's at GFT, at, in a word, D-A-E. So all letters, words, there's no at sign in the middle there. Don't Repeat that word. one more time. GFT, so Game for Thought, at A-T, D-A-E. There you go. That's where you can find Game for Thought. For GFT, at D-A-E, not yes. the at, which is the symbol, but, but the A-T. <laughs> yes. There we go. Oh, you made it very confusing <laughs> for that one. I didn't choose that. I'll blame Ali for that one. Perfect, perfect. Um, so for updates or any interesting articles that I find on subjects we cover here, those will be shared over there. So if you want to do online discussions with us, you can find it over there. If you want to reach Robin, you can also send a DM to that account and I'll tell Robin about it. So 
I think that's the best place to reach both of us, actually. New Twitter poll, how much do we hate the server issues <laughs> for New World? Join me in the Rage Squad. How much do we like Soren Smash? <laughs> Rob, like, Robin does not. You're going to have like two people. <laughs> that is not true. He was trending. He was trending before it and after it because people were so hyped. Here we see. Here's your little homework. Twitter, one poll, how much do we hate the New World servers? And one poll, how excited are we for Sora? Let's see who wins by the next episode. <laughs> okay, we'll do. Cool. Bye-bye, everyone. Goodbye. See you next month. Game for Talk Podcast. Reflections on ethics and gaming. With Ruth and Robin. And Robin. And Robin. And Robin.